You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 26. This episode is brought to you by MLS. There's no pro well, well but at least that's better than a punch in the face. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, actually brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. It's because of you that we're able to keep this project going. Learn more about our Patreon project at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Ashley Savage and Blaine Riffle. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Guys, the band's back together. I'm so excited. Indeed. Unfortunately, I'm a little tongue-tied this evening. Blah, blah. I need to do those. Arizona. Those, uh, I blame Arizona. Uh, we can I can blame a lot on Arizona. That was it was I'm sorry to any listeners who are out there. Uh I my wife and I are not southwestern people. It was <laughs> hot and beige and not fun at all uh so so that I was it out read he texted me at one point and said how do you deal with this time zone and i was like i don't know <laughs> i just do <laughs> you were like it's the correct time and i was like yeah no, i was like not. this is where i've always lived i lived in california and now i live in washington <laughs> it is not i stayed i stayed on eastern time when i was there so i was up at like five and working and doing all that kind of stuff yeah. so yeah. it popped the melatonin when i was there but uh, thank you so much for those of you who tuned in last week. You likely didn't see us here at the show because I wasn't didn't have the editing ability when I was on the road at this time. Uh, but uh, Christian and Ashley came to live doing our Discord. I uh, did get the podcast edited. That that software is much less cumbersome for my laptop than, than the video than Premiere is. Uh, but so we had that on the stream or on the the podcast last week. Uh, but we are back on YouTube. So happy to be here. We're streaming live and we are here to talk about the takeaways from that that crazy two-week round 25 and uh for me it's it's a simple it's a simple story i was in arizona and completely uh, just crazy with time and with my wife as she was at a conference and so i didn't watch anything when i was over there and then i came back here for the second week and we went out for um the joint birthday celebration for myself and my wife's grandmother which was on saturday and a uk football game was on that night and with all my family at my house we watched football college football instead so i did not watch anything over those two weeks i only kept up with announcements and that was and that was how that went so i set up i figured that might happen i set up my team for auto ruse and um I just I just went with it. Alba did not do well for me. Hollingshead only they only did did fine with nine points. Only got one game out of each of them. I did have Rodriguez coming in off of my bench with nineteen points, so that was that was a great add there. Uh, my captain Reynoso was the lowest scoring midfielder that I have, coming with twenty two points. But I did have Heal Espinosa, Evander, and uh, um, Pooch right there, and then went with Avella. Uh, on on the forward and so at the end i came away with 142 points um i've dropped to 101 overall which is super disappointing since since i always try to be in the top 100 but that one uh random week that really got me when i missed some stuff uh really really hurting right now uh, but i won all my head-to-heads and so that makes everything better in the end is winning all the head-to-heads so definitely this uh this two-week split with the international breaks and the crazy because mls rotations I love it so much, but it really impacted a lot of people with with fantasy. So uh, 
not a whole lot for me for takeaways, except that tomorrow's my birthday and I'm 41. So that's going to be super fun. Um, so I'm really interested to see what you guys have to take away in chat. Of course, uh, let me know what your scores were, because I'd love to see how well you did this week. So well, I checked that out. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I uh, first of all, I just have to say when I read your notes before we started, I took UK football to mean like the EPL, <laughs> like European football. And then you said at night, and I was like, "What? What game was on at night for Prem?" And so I just really, really appreciate that. That's what you meant, University of Kentucky. Um, I had a Wildcats. disadvantage in the sense that for the opening weekend of this fake double game week, um, I was driving to a friend's wedding across the state. Um, and my co-pilot, who is legally obligated to, you know, listen to me, um, made some executive decisions uh, of which I'd asked him to change as he had my phone. Um, and so he didn't add Campana onto my team, which is something I asked him to do. He also didn't throw um, the DC def- uh, keeper on my bench, which I also wanted. I'm trying not to be mad about it. I got a 134, which I think isn't the worst, but is definitely not the best. I also got Jordy Albud. Um, I went with Lowen over or Lewin under over Evander, and that cost me some there. Um, I was generally displeased. I'm quite low in Champions League, and that really pisses me off. Um, but you know, it was a it was a good week for fantasy. I uh, started Aaron Long, which is another big mistake of mine. I didn't pivot away from LAFC defense. Um, I did have Rodriguez. Reynoso was also my like lowest pointed player besides defenders and, and Lovin. So um, generally just want to blame everything on Spencer, but really I think I can only blame like two things on him, uh, but pretty accurately. He did this whole thing where he was like, I didn't put Campana on your team because I didn't think he'd play both. And I was like, it's two weeks. It's two weeks. They're not going to rest him across two weeks, Spencer. It's not an actual double game week. Anyways, this is what you get for asking spouses to help. Um, Some hits and misses because I was able to watch a little bit. I wasn't able to watch most of the first round, but I was able to watch a good amount of the second. Um, Some big hits for me for takeaways was the Portland Timbers all around. And I think you guys know how hard that is for me to say. Evander, the defense, Claudio Bravo. I mean, just generally a very good week for that team in fantasy. Um, Klaus also with his big return, three goals in two games. Uh, That was really fantastic to see. Uh, I'm interested to see how he does with the rotation this week, but definitely looked like the Klaus we saw at the start of the season. So that was really great. Um, Campana was definitely a hit, even though the rest of inner Miami was not. And then this was the shocker of the week around, if you will, for me. But Colorado beat New England, you guys. And I know New England <laughs> is turning into a dumpster fire, too. But when you look at those rosters and just, like, what the lead-up to that matchup was, that was not a scoreline I was expecting. It was 2-0 for, you know, the good bulk of the game. I think New England got one back late, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. So, that was pretty crazy for me. So I'm going to give, we don't shout out Colorado very much on this podcast. So I'm going <laughs> to shout them out here. Uh, Cause they definitely hit some misses for me. Lovin again, 
Um, everybody who owned Jordi Alba or Pedro Santos, because they only went one game, um, that wasn't great. Also, to be fair, though, Jordi Alba set out a game that they lost 5-2. So how much would he really have helped those of us who had him? Um, also, LA Galaxy dropping points in both games was a miss for me. Ricky Puj did well in that first game, not so much in, you know, El Trafico. Generally disappointing. Christian and I had had a little, I don't want to call it a debate, conversation about Billy Sharp. Who do we think is going to start in the nine? How hurt is Costa? Um, and I was surprised to see Billy Sharp end up starting one and getting a goal. Uh, I don't know how viable I think he is as a fantasy option, but whenever you know someone slots one in that you're not used to starting and scoring, I think it's something to pay attention to. And this is neither a hit nor a miss, but I just want to know what poor Jovalich has to do to just start for that team on a regular basis. Um, I would take him on my team. I don't know if that's how trades formally happen. If just me speaking it into existence on this podcast, I did, you know, speak into existence, the Diego Rossi midfield thing. So maybe I'll just keep trying, um, <laughs> in Sounders green next season. We'll just cross our fingers. Cause that poor guy just cannot, cannot get consistent starting spots. So, um, anyways, that's all I have. Blaine, what about you? Well, I will jump in real quick. Cause I, I do want to point out since we mentioned, Colorado, I know it's gotten some coverage, but uh, of course the the bigger, I don't know, bigger, but one of the other big takeaways from that Colorado game was uh, the protest by uh, the supporters group, uh, Centennial 38, that uh, had a, has issues with uh, the management of the owner and the front office with the player selections versus the the salaries and the, the wealth of that team. And they uh, they vacated their their section 117 and just left banners at the players uh the badge, the players, the fans deserve better. And so I, I know that our friends over at Burgundy Wave have talked about that uh, and, and have been spreading some of that that information as well, helping people figure out what is and isn't correct about that. So I'd, I'd advise that if anyone is interested in learning more about that or just sort of fact-checking what did or didn't happen with that situation, that you hit up uh, Burgundy Wave on Twitter or Matt Pollard on Twitter and just uh, check out and see and they can give you all of the information there. But do want to bring that that highlight out because I saw that this is not fantasy related, but I did think it was something to definitely shout out and direct people in the right way if you want to get the information. Yeah. Blame. Yeah. 129 for the round. So we're score of the three of us. Um, I missed with Alba like a lot of people. And then I don't know if I missed lineups or something, but Tim Parker only going one game. I was just grabbing double game week guys. I was busy that first weekend and couldn't see anything, didn't check it, didn't realize he wasn't there, so dropped a few points on that one. Uh, Lowen also in there really hurt. And then just overall just a kind of a week where you had the names that hit or you missed out on a couple of the big ones like Campania. I just – I thought, you know, Pookie's big – kind of come and do and then he didn't play that first game and I just didn't see the lineup and could have changed it yeah and see I forgot to check the internationals that's been my season all season yep and it's just stuff like that it's like Minnesota I like their line their lineups I like the games but they didn't get the points I was expecting I Kansas City shut them out which I was not expecting with the way they play Reynoso usually puts some through us to get other people on the score sheet, and he just didn't do it. So whatever it is, it's just I missed a few. Um, 
Rodriguez was the big highlight, and then having Keel and Espinoza as well really helped. But just a general bad week. I will shout out the one thing I saw that we, we talked about it when I was here last, which was who knows how long ago. Um, we were asking who's going to, what transfers we're going to go. Uh, Fagunda's got a team of the week honor or a dream team on really fantasy well. with 15. Um, all assist based, no goals, which is good for him. It's nice to have somebody else becoming fantasy viable from um, Galaxy. We've been kind of craving something like that. And Pooch has been good, but he's a little streaky. If Fagundes is going to keep assisting, I think he's a good one to have on your list. Just a short one, little bit cheaper option. Money shouldn't be an issue now, but if it is, he's still there. Well, thank you so much, guys, for giving us a little breakdown. Uh, thank you again. Thank you so much, chat, for being here. Uh, see some some really good scores in there, and it makes me feel bad. I mean, I know that uh, I did I didn't feel like one forty two was that great, but but it seems like it, it did pretty well. And like I said, it won me the head to head. So it was it was a it was a weird round, like you said, with all these these things going on. So, uh, but this this is what we expect near near the tail end of MLS with with this uh, with the call ups and the injuries and. I think that Tim Parker did his did his family have a is there a baby is that what it was or something like that or I don't know that that's what it was this week we talked about it like two like a round ago that Some he might this... be going on paternity leave but then he started the next yeah. week so it's, it's all kinds of stuff like that happens what it is it's 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 marvelous it's amazing and it's one of the reasons why we love this league uh but we have a double game week coming up this week not spread over two rounds but one that we definitely want to get more into and so stay with us after this break and we'll talk more about the housekeeping coming up for round 26. Hello and welcome back to our housekeeping section for round 26. Going to make this one abbreviated because we do want to have enough time to talk about the players coming in for this double game. We can ask you on a time crunch. So we we understand. We understand back at work with the kids and everything. It's all good. So uh, we're not going to have our league recap this time, but people are doing very well. It's definitely coming down to the wire, being very competitive in a lot of our leagues. The Pro Rail League has been awesome. So excited to do that. And be sure to um, check your email. It'll take me a few weeks to get everything sorted out, but check your emails as we get that sorted out for the next season. So first, we're going to start out uh, round 26. When does it start? It's a double game week. So that is Wednesday, September 20th with a bunch of teams. We have our almost typical Apple TV start set here. We have games at 7.30, 8.30, and 10.30. So we're missing that 9.30 chunk right there. This, actually, no, we do have a couple of 9.30 games, uh, Colorado and, and RSL. So we have the typical start, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30 shenanigans that help us there. I had to double check real quick. Uh, then we have games on Saturday. That is September 23rd. And we round things off with a few games on Sunday, September 24th. So it's a nice, long midweek and weekend of soccer for everyone to enjoy. But that means it's going to be difficult for you to get everything timed for your switcheroos if you want to try that again it's a double game week so probably auto ruse are going to be the better bet for you people that have returned from internationals but we're still dealing with injury knocks and <laughs> messy Miami, um things like that where people have picked up so be sure to check those lineups when they come out be sure to check the history of some of those key players to see if they have a history of playing those double game weeks and look at where they are in the 
table and what's actually up for grabs because that could impact which teams have players that may actually play doubles if they don't always go that way. Speaking of the teams who are on double game weeks, Ashley made it very clear that I needed to read her list and not what was pinned in Discord because hers was correct. Well, Cam so, forgot Houston. Everything fine. else was fine. That's fine. That's why don't tell Travis. Yeah. All right. Our, our teams that are on a double home game week, very few. We have DC United, New York City FC, Sporting Kansas City, RSL, and Portland. Uh, the teams on a double away game are Toronto, ouch, Vancouver, Nashville, and LAFC. And then uh, everybody else is on a um, one home, one away. Right there, there we go. Sorry, it, it just dropped down me. Uh, except for for two, but everybody else on this list is uh, Philly, Charlotte, Columbus, Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, Cincy, um, Montreal, New York Red Bulls, Austin, Orlando, Houston, St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, LA Galaxy, and San Jose Earthquakes. So quickly converting those abbreviations. And that just leaves Seattle and the New England Revolution who have a single game week in this round. No teams are on a bye. And again, if you did not catch all of that during that rambling, you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community, go to the main MLS channel, and in the pinned comments there, top right corner of the chat, see the little push pin icon, P-I-N, and uh, you can see which teams around the double game week, uh, double away, everything is broken down there. Just be sure to add Houston in to those teams who are splitting home and away. It's not already added by now. Uh, as far as switcheroos or buy teams go, again, head over to, sorry, not buy teams, switcheroos or just your auto options there. Head over to the Discord and you can check out in the mega reference, which is pinned under the fantasy tools section, you can go to the mega reference and we have a separate tab in that sheet where you can find uh, set piece set piece takers, but also safe scrubs. And these are players who are no longer in the game that you can be sure are not going to play and mess up uh, one of those crucial, crucial uh, plays that you're trying to make with any sort of uh, auto roo that might be working out. And I will say a name that has just recently been added to this list in not officially, but I'm going to add it right now. But uh, um, Matko Miljevic. I'm sure I butchered that. Oh, I love this so much. Contract just terminated. I had to shout it out now. It was it was what just gave us the information we needed for the brought to you by this week. Um, under investigation from MLS, terminated due to breach of contract because he was not getting playtime with CF Montreal. So under a fake name, signed up to play for a friend's amateur league, Played in that game, scored six goals, got in a fight and punched somebody in the face and got ejected. So that is definitely not what you want to do when you're trying to be low key because you are upset that you are not getting playtime in Major League Soccer. Now you're not getting playtime anywhere. So, um, But he is a 4.1 midfielder with Montreal. And so he is a very safe add for uh, your switcheroos or otteroos if you are someone who likes to scrub midfielders, which I am not. So not super helpful, but an incredibly fun story that I could not pass up missing. Uh, as far as uh, call-ups, the players are back. So just check that out and just be on the lookout for the injuries. The injuries and suspensions list has not been updated yet from last round. And because of the quick turnaround, uh, I just advise that you head over to MLSsoccer.com, go to the news and go to the injuries and suspension section and just check that out 
as you're setting your lineups. It was last updated on 9.15, so it should get updated as we get closer to this Wednesday. Um, but you can also head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord to keep an eye on the Mega Reference as our wonderful community members continue to add that information and supplement what we need from MLS. But uh, it's it's just, it's been one day. It's been not even one day, maybe. It's just been very little time and we're trying to get caught up. But yes, check out those resources over at the, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. The easiest way to find the Discord is to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com and either click on the link or just add slash Discord at the end of that title. It'll take you right to the page to join. It's fun, it's free, and there are amazing people there to help you just become a part of this MLS fantasy community. Uh, before I move on real quick, uh, just checking, Blaine, Ashley, anything you guys want to add for housekeeping before we get started? I do just want to add, I put it in the top of my notes for player picks, but um, the 27th, which is next Wednesday, so a week from this Wednesday, Oh yeah, yeah, is Open Cup Final. So the two teams that could be impacted by that are Inter-Miami, and Houston, both of whom have a double game week this week, home and away. Um, I haven't read a ton about it, so I apologize for, like, dropping that it's happening and then not having, like, a ton of insight. Um, I guess when we get into player picks, you'll see mine. But uh, I just want to throw that on the radar that perhaps some rotation from both of those teams on the weekend games this double game week. Um, But, you know, hard to say. No, that's – that's a great call up there with, with Open Cup. We know that Miami is going to be playing all out to, to buy another trophy. So we'll see what happens that. Uh, checking chat real quick. Let's see here. Uh, Tyler has added that Miami and Tata has said that their focus is on U.S. Open Cup. So definitely take that in consideration. For yeah, but that, if, that they're, if they keep dropping points, they're not going to make MLS Cup. I think Spencer said that on the broadcast they'd done some math. You know, maths is hard. Um, where they can only drop five more points and still have the possibility of making playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when to keep an eye. We'll talk more about that, though, in our next segment right after this, Blake, when we talk about the player picks for round 26. Hello and welcome back for our final segment, talking about the player targets for round 26 going into this big double game week. Uh, we're going to start out, as always, with keepers and defenders, and uh, it's going to be a good one because I looked through all these already, and we don't have a lot of consensus picks here, so I look forward to the discussion there. Chat, please feel free. Throw in your thoughts as well. Uh, keepers, we have no consensus in our general uh, lineup or our ruse, and with defenders, it's only two players that we all kind of agree that we're looking at right now, and that's Lennon and Gressel. And so, Ashley, since you're going first, you can comment on why you like those two players, which will probably cover us. But what else are you, who else, I should say, are you looking at going into round 26? Yeah, I am. Uh, I've missed the boat completely on every one of these new, you know, recent NYCFC shutouts. I've just, it's, NYCFC is not a team. I often take or take seriously. Um, and so I'm I'm leaning Freeze this week to Bingham. And both of those names have not come out of my mouth in at least a season. I mean, maybe ever. <laughs> um, I, I'm also considering calendar, but I don't like those matchups as much. So right now I have Freeze to Bingham. And I'll say it exactly how my notes say, and I hate it. Uh, but it's it's just where I'm leaning logistically. 
Uh, I think the Kiburu this week is hard. And I think we've definitely seen in weeks past that doubles like this, you really should just pick a keeper and roll with it. Um, but I'm not listening to my own advice. So I want to see the first NYCFC game and then I'll decide. For defenders, it was a little easier for me. I'm probably just riding a good week, but I'm going to stick with Rodriguez. I think for San Jose, I think the matchups are okay. Um, nothing crazy. He just scored a goal, posted 19 points, team of the week. Um, so it's hard for me. There's no one that I love enough to drop him for right now. Um, I'll probably be persuaded later. Brooks Lennon is on my team. I do want to point out his fantasy success since meeting me. When we <laughs> about yes. fantasy. Um, I don't want to say everyone, you know, should thank me for this point production, but there's a direct correlation and, you know, it just, it's clear to me. Um, so he's coming back into my, into my squad. I am going with Barrial, who I don't want to say has kind of declined. That's probably not super accurate or fair. But because of all the other obligations, um, I feel like he has had some more off weeks. Also, uh, FC Cincinnati is in, can I say it, a little bit of a slump. Sure, sure. And so I don't know that I see the team's performance being what it was four or five rounds ago. And that makes me nervous with him, but he's still playing in a role that I like. He's still a fantastic player, um, but I just have the, the tiniest bit of trepidation about it. Um, Gressel was, a, even though his name's fourth on my list, a quick add on my team. Um, I love what he's doing in Columbus. I don't know how that man can go from team to team to team and still make an impact. He, it's just a testament to who he is as a player, I think. And then, for my last kind of spot, if I don't do a scrub, I'm considering an NYCFC defender who I have no association with. I don't think I've picked one up all season. And I'm also considering Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner posted a crazy score last double game week. He still is an amazing, like, um, you know, how he is with his free kicks and all of those things that he takes a lot of free kicks. Their matchup isn't one that I love going to, Charlotte, I think, is favorable. And then hosting LAFC, who's been really hit or miss right now. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know that I love them for two shutouts, but I do love Kai Wagner um, for just his his bonus point potential. Blank. Yeah, this is a weird one. I don't see any good shutout chances. I mean, Freeze makes a lot of sense on that second game, mm-hmm. but... Do I want to wait for the weekend? Do I want to see that? Like, it's, where do you go with this week? Um, my first gut reaction, seeing who they're playing, is Guzan with Atlanta. Atlanta's been playing well. They're holding the ball. That defense hasn't been bad, but they get D.C. and Montreal. Now, Montreal's been scoring a little bit, but that's like, okay, that's maybe the best chance. I'm going to be interested to see what Ryan comes up with on how Atlanta shutout chances look on his calculations. That came up, and I was like, oh, do I do a keeper-roo? McMath on the back end didn't scare me off too much. I didn't see anybody else I really liked. RSL's hit or miss, probably worse than they are. And then I was just looking at it, I'm like, who's got good matchups? And maybe if I just go Cornell with Red Bulls, the defense has been pretty solid. I mean, I think that's about the best we're going to get. And they get Austin at home and then D.C. on the road. So, I mean, maybe you just go back to 
kind of an old standby with Red Bull's defense that's got as good of a chance as anybody else. And so I, it, who do you take at that point? Um, just don't know. Uh, defenders kind of play off of that. Um, Gressel for the bonus points, Lennon for the bonus points, and getting forward are right there. I would love to tap into Miami's defense, but Alba just resting like that. Who knows what the rotation is going to look like for that second game. I may shy away from there. Uh, going with a team that just pretty much has to win the bulk of their games in Kansas City. Cazero's um, a set-piece guy. He's looked pretty good. The bonus points have been there. If Houston rotates on that second game, getting ready for Open Cup, there's a potential for a lot of points right there. Uh, he's jumped on my – he's on my list right now. He's kind of in my team. And then when I was looking at it tonight, it's like I always overlook Red Bulls. Uh, Tolkien's another one that could just easily be slotted in here. Decent clean sheet chances. A uh, guy who likes to get forward, get some bonus points that way, gets on the score sheet with the assist somewhat regularly for a defender. Like I think there's a lot of interesting options with a ton of upside, but figuring out who's going to hit is really where I'm struggling this week. And so I think it's going to be lineup dependent on Wednesday to see if we see rotation anywhere, who's healthy and who's not, and kind of play with it that way. But I'm leaning towards those few teams because – Everybody else has got really rough matchups, or at least one really bad one. Yeah, I love the variety that we have here. Um, I'll start out with, I guess, some of the the general thoughts that I've had, that, which you've already mentioned. Um, Freese, I had him in one of my versions. So with keepers, I'm looking at Freese or Bingham or maybe Bono and, and Bingham, which uh Bingham is the one that I like just because Portland has that later game I 100% agree with you Ashley that just sort of picking a keeper and rolling with it is is the best way to go with a double game week um mm. but we do still have that opportunity to at least preview one keeper and and see what happens so uh for the same things as you mentioned about Freese that's that's why I, I had him in a first draft uh but if you look at at Bono he's had all clean sheets since he's been with playing with with dc so that's that's a great bit of form going into this round i am worried about the atlanta game um and i and red bulls can be crazy as well not tending to be as high scoring though chances i think with red bull a bit more low so um i'm willing to take a flyer just to see what happens on that first game with dc uh and if they can hold out to to atlanta then or get a good score out of Atlanta, then I may be just be willing to to run with him coming off that. If not, uh, I'm I'm willing to go with with Bingham. He's had some good uh, results, but mostly it's it's betting against Colorado and some of the rough time that they've had. And so I'm um, and the changes at Portland. So I'm happy to to go with that and and agree with him as the second end. It just it just makes sense for him to be the the second end of the the keeperu based on the lineups. Um, because I don't really care much for the the LA Minnesota matchup as your other ten thirty game option. Uh, going into my defender selections, uh, Barrio, I think you're exactly right. It, it is a bit of a slump. Uh, there have been some other players added to the team who have who have taken on different roles, and some people who've been missing that have required different different roles and rotations from Open Cup have also I think factored into his performance. But uh, but I feel good about him this round. Maybe maybe he's a bench play if you're playing a defender off the bench, if you want to hedge your bets some right there. But I think this is a good round for, for Cincinnati. So I, I do like 
uh, Barrial. So he's in my team. Uh, absolutely. I've lost my place in my my own lineup right here. Um, I also put a, I, I'm eyeing a Portland defender because then I like matching up my defenders right now. I'm I'm looking at um, Bravo in my lineup currently, but um, one of the top two point getters I think would be fine. But I currently I have I have him. My lineup, Lennon, of course, uh, for the reasons you mentioned. I've also got uh, Martins from from uh, New York, just because again, potentially uh, trying to get a little bit of a of that potential that I didn't go with um, with uh, the defender or the goalkeeper. I didn't want to go with a uh, a DC defender for some reason. I just I don't know. It didn't work. I, I like these guys better. I liked the the uh, the matches and I do have Gressel as well for that offensive production that we have but it's it's definitely a, a round where I think you have options for defense just to see what happens I I've seen a few lineups posted where they did have Cornell as as their only player there from that unit so I mean you could take a flyer and see what happens but a lot of the teams with these home away rotations not very solid teams with those those double home games uh, I think a lot of it's going to be some flyers that you take. So, um, but I like it. I like the the options going to chat real quick just to see if there's anything else that we may have. have yeah, looked they're out. asking a big question about Andre Blake in Philly. Um, everyone's like, oh, it's home versus Charlotte or away at Charlotte and home versus LAFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand that logic. Um, I just, Philly's defense hasn't passed the eye test for me. I think they get a lot more offensive points. I'm looking through it. They haven't had a clean sheet in MLS play since the first week of August. And that was against DC. Like this is not a team that has been getting shutouts. So I think you drop Blake there. This is a good defensive team. So Blake doesn't see as many bonus points with that. So when the shutout's not there, the bonus points aren't there. Uh, On the other side of that, Charlotte is very streaky with their goal scoring, but they can put up multiple goals and they have done it to good teams and good defenses that we've liked. It's just, it's Charlotte. And then Elliott's out for the first game. So that Charlotte game, Elliott's out. What does that do is can Charlotte score on them without him there? And then they go, yes, it's a home game to LAFC, but this LAFC team can easily put four or five on anybody in the league. If Bolanga does what he does and Vela's running the offense a little bit more, it depends on who's out there. This team can put up anything. It's to me, it's a lot of gamble for a guy we have liked, but a team that is not getting the clean sheets with any consistency right now. Just responding. Christian said if you're worried about Columbus's defense, except for Gressel and the comment I was just making. If you're going with Gressel, you're going for the offense that he has. You're not necessarily going for the clean yeah. sheet. Uh, I think you're right that there's definitely a lot of questions. If you if you feel strongly about the ability for Charlotte to score even against uh, a weekend and not uh, a strong Philly defense as we have seen in the past, copy and paste everything I just said about DC United there, hmm. Philly. It's playing the 730 game. You'll have a couple of hours. I still think you're still going to look at Bingham potentially as your, your backup unless you're willing to make a call on a team without having seen – all of their information and go with one of the 930 games or go with a single game week player, which I don't know if that's the best option this week. Um, but you absolutely could copy and paste everything. I share some of those concerns about, about the form of that unit that we've seen and I'm willing to take some flyers on uh, some of the other players that we've already mentioned instead. 
All right, let's move on to our next segment. We're going to talk about midfielders. Only one uh, player was on all three of our lineups. We have a couple of doubles, uh, but only one player, and that was Almada. And Ashley is just correcting a spelling for me. I knew who it was, even though I didn't spell it right. Uh, but it is Almada who is the only consensus that we have. And Blaine, you get to speak to that and your team since you are going first. Yeah, I actually just I went through the list of double game week guys, and I'm like, Almada bubbled to the top. Um, DC and Montreal are teams they can take advantage of. Uh, away at DC is not a bad one. Home to Montreal should be a big one for him. He's rounding into form again. Uh, been able to trust him a lot more lately to do better than he did through that slump. Uh, and I just didn't like a ton of the other options. So Almada really bubbled right up to the top for me. Um I've got one of those slots held out open for uh, Miami right now. I would love for it to be Messi versus Toronto. I mean, you're looking at a premium mid versus a terrible Toronto team. I think you take you almost have to look at that for just the single game and hope they play in the second one. Um, if you're really worried about it, set it up with your midfielder in the auto rail, which I know half of our audience doesn't do. But that is a time where you could easily put a midfielder in your auto roo. I almost always run mid forward forward as my auto roo and take the, the two best scores from that in a double game week. It just it seems to work for me. I get the best attacking potential. And then I don't have to worry about running four defenders or putting two defenders on my bench. I don't want all those defenders tying down my roster. I'd rather have the potential for a massive offensive performance. So if it's not Messi and Busquets starts against Toronto, he has been putting up good numbers. He made the dream team last week with a 14. Um, he seems to run that offense when Messi's not there. He seems to be very involved when Messi is there. It's one of those pick your poison on those two. Depends on who starts that first game. But I like that spot for one of those two guys. And I'm probably running one of the Miami guys at least on the bench just because I think the points are there. And it's that Toronto game. Like, Toronto's given up a ton of goals to everybody. The other spots were a little harder for me. Um, I feel like it's riding the wave, but Espinoza's back on my roster. Um, he's been he's back in form. I know we didn't trust him for a long time. He just kind of fell out. But whatever they've done over oh, there. I've had him the whole time. He fell out for you. Don't make that brush. Yeah. So. <laughs> but whatever they've done over there, his numbers are back up, and he looks good. Um, Gauld is another one depends on what Houston rotation looks like on that first game but Gauld has been playing really well the team seems to be getting better in the attack right now and so I know it's a double road and that's a rough one to take but I don't know I just have that feeling he's going to be able to take advantage of both of these teams and the way they're playing right now and then my final guy is you look at hungry teams looking for the playoffs, getting good results. Uh, it's Eric Tommy right now. He has been racking up the bonus points, putting up solid numbers. One of the few double home guys that I could actually justify taking. And I do like that double home for a hungry team that needs it when you don't have a ton of double home options that you can rely on this week. Um, Nashville's hit or miss. Um, we always talk about Mukhtar's form on the road. He's not as strong on the road. I don't think this is one of those big clean sheet games in that first one, but I think this is one where the midfield could easily boss this game. And Tommy's been getting so involved. Polito's back in form. I don't know. I just I had that feeling the double home's going to pay off for this one. 
Ashley. Yeah, like like Blaine said, Amato was easy in for me. Uh, I'm also looking at Lucho, which is a, a name Blaine didn't say. Uh, I, again, I have this like weird kind of reservation about FC Cincinnati that I don't know if it's relevant or real. Um, I just feel like, and again, Reed, you would know more, you watch more than I do. I just feel like since the Open Cup loss, and there's been holes, there's been suspensions or injuries or whatever, um, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a dip, but Lucho is still Lucho, so I threw him in right away. I like Espinoza, never a train I jumped off. Um, I'm considering a Vander, and that's really hard for me, but I think the matchups are favorable, and he's running into some form. Um, I also really want Messi. I think that I think that there is a good chance that they do some rotation for Saturday, but I think exactly what Blaine said that there's also a really good chance that in one game week in a sub appearance, because they're only going to Orlando. It's not really for the second game. It's not a lot of travel, but it is a full 90, right? So I'm hoping if I go with him, I can't put him on the bench, but I'm hoping if I decide to go with him, he's starting versus Toronto. If he's not starting versus Toronto, I don't think I'll, I'll do it, but that Toronto game, I could see a huge contribution. And then if he gets 60, if he starts and gets 60 against Orlando, I think it could and should maybe be worth it. But, um, you know, I, I do think that they're going to favor a final over one road Eastern conference game, even though they really need those Eastern conference points. And then I have been considering Gansag. He's not been one that has favored for me when I picked him up this year. And then I wanted to touch on what Blaine said about Galt. I considered him too. I feel like every time I've taken him this year, it's been the wrong time. And <laughs> the last double game week, and we talked about it, um, Reed and I, that it was two road games. We liked the the form of Vancouver, but round 24, two double away games. Vancouver is on an epic double away run, by the way. Their last four games have been on the road and their next three games will be as well. I don't know if they're doing construction or something, but they're on the road. And so the last double game week round, they had two away games at Chicago, at NYCFC, and Gold put up 20 points, 9 and 11, across those two road games. In round 25, he was on the road, just Toronto, and he posted 14 points. So I think that you have to have him in the conversation. I think that the double away based on most recent form shouldn't scare you. Um, it's just who do you want him in your team for? Um, so I think it's, I think he's definitely a player to consider. I think that that's definitely a team that has been mostly consistent as of late. Uh, and he's been the most consistent piece. So that's where I'm kind of perplexed about at the moment. Yeah, those are a lot of great names. A lot of good options here. Again, uh, Acosta for me, I automatically added him to the team. He was out in the last game for Cincinnati because of yellow card accumulation. So uh, they did struggle during that game. Came back against Philly scoring those two late, uh, but they will have him this entire time. So that is always a boost for Cincinnati when he is there. And so he is definitely in there for me. Uh, you covered good things about Evander. Um, I am also debating Rossi. He's Probably the fifth one on the bubble for me as I'm going back and forth between a few other names. Espinosa is one. Galt is another one. 
Uh, Santi Rodriguez is another one that I'm throwing around. His form has not been fantastic. I'm just looking at that double New York home game, but uh, likely not going to make my final team. Uh, But the one name I'll add in here that hasn't been mentioned yet is Torres over in Orlando has been on fire with their form, has been doing fantastic things for that team to push them into, I believe, second in the East now as they're really, really coming on strong. And as as we already mentioned with this, they're traveling up to New York City, which is a bit of a rivalry game for Orlando right there with him coming in. So a lot of of emphasis on that. And then coming back home at the end with that derby game against Miami. So two big weeks for Orlando as they're making big pushes for the playoffs uh, and their their seed within in the playoffs. And so Torres is just on some really good form. So I have him penciled in right now as as a good option. Um, the I did mention in chat that uh, Almada was one that Christian let out a big groan because he is just not sure that away to DC and then home to Montreal is necessarily the best lineup for Atlanta just due to some of those defenses, their recent form, uh, and uh, he's just unsure. So if you want to find out more about that, head over to Discord and just ping him and find out what his thoughts are. But all of us feel like he's at least worth adding in there. Uh, the question for me, then I will answer this is who do I swap if Messi plays? Because Messi is not in my lineup, as you probably figured out. And that is because I am unsure if he will start in Toronto since he picked up that knock. He didn't play last week, which people were not, not happy about. Well, that's what they called it. He he didn't play because he was on international duty. They said it was fatigue. That's that's a nice way of saying that. So. Uh, but I read another story that said he picked up a knock. So whatever the reason, he's sports old, and so he had to sit out some. They, they, and they have to justify it when he doesn't sit, considering how much people are paying for tickets. Exactly, and people and people so lost their minds. So that's what it comes out like A slight knock justifies sitting him rather than saying, oh, sports it's old. fatigue and travel and all that. If he okay. has a slight knock, they can cover it and nobody gets butt hurt because... No, they still they still get a little upset. But anyway, sports old. So if he plays a Toronto game, I absolutely want him for, for that game because I just do not rate Toronto. And so it comes down to me, who do I drop? And, and I'll be honest, it might be Amada because Columbus versus Chicago, I like that matchup them for Rossi and then on the road to to Dallas Dallas has had some struggles too so I may actually favor uh, Columbus's game versus Amada but it will be one of those two because I do have Evander and I like what you were saying about Evander as well Ashley so it'll probably one of those two on the bubble for me of dropping for Messi Uh, but at this time I have not made that decision because there are still a couple more days to think about it Uh, going to chat real quick to see if I made anybody upset with that uh, yes, as Christian with Rossi, you're hoping for goals and assists doesn't earn bonus points. Absolutely. That's a huge negative for Rossi that we lost when Zillarion left. So you are hoping for that. And with Chicago, I think you have that chance uh, and, and then potentially with Dallas on the road. Uh, New York City to TFC also tempting uh, that you just said, Blaine. Yeah, that's why yeah. I was looking at Santi. Um, yeah, is because of they're going against Toronto. But he, but his form has not been there. So I still am very worried about going and we know that maxi is no longer available mm-hmm. um and christian has plugged reynoso so um shameless 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 plugs 
What's the matter? No, actually, no, actually, actually no, I will defend him here. We can't do that. Um, no, I like Jose, it. Jose plugged him because he said Galaxy gives up a lot of points to DP10s on the road. Like when a DP10 comes into LA, mm -hmm. the Galaxy give up a ton of points. Christian's actually saying you may want to hold off. He just got shut out against SKC. That was not a good game for them. Yeah. Just he didn't get enough done there as an individual. Now you want to try to immediately jump back on him and go take him at the Galaxy. Christian's not plugging um, Reynoso. He's okay. actually telling us to be cautious. It was somebody else. My apologies. My apologies. I'll defend <laughs> Christian on that one. Uh, but I will also mention Pooch. Uh, we didn't talk about him this time, but he's been on some fantastic form, um, and we yeah. can see what maybe he has. I mean, yeah, he they're playing at home against Minnesota, and then they're on the road against Austin. So yeah. maybe not the best the best uh, setup for them, but one uh, that's been on form that you could consider. As it says, maybe that that fifth spot. If you, I know we've had some bubble players, so he could be a bubble player that you're going to throw out as well. Let's move on to our forward picks now. Uh, the only player that we all agree on is. Pucho, so that's that's nice to see. Uh, Ashley, why do you like him, and who else do you like? Yeah, I just really liked Cucho almost every double game week. Any favorable matchup, Columbus, he, you know, since Zella left, and almost up until Zella left, he's been their best player for me. Um, so Cucho was was easy for me, and then I'm very torn between Carranza and Campana. Um, I do like the Inter-Miami games. I, I like the form Campana's in. Carranza tends to be kind of solid in, in these double game weeks. His his stats back him up on the double. And I think his matchups are are good, if not decent. Uh, the LAFC one is the only one that gives me pause. But then that's Philly's one home game. And then for me, it's Pawaga. I was really surprised to not see him in, in either of your teams just for the fact that he outscored most defenders on a double on a single um he is that guy and i know he has definitely not been without his streaks um and they you know have have two road games but they're two i think road games with decent defenses i think that um you know i i think it was Blaine that was talking Philly shutouts um, earlier in the show, and they haven't been super consistent. So um, I think that there is an embarrassment of riches at the top of that LAFC team, and that can be hard sometimes. Is it going to be Vela? Is it going to be Gonzalez now? Um, but I like Bowanga in a double game week. That's one for me that, that was kind of quick. Maybe the data doesn't back it, but what he just did. I, yes, it was a traffic o, So there's always someone that stands on their head, but you know, in a double game week, he played one game and got 13 points. So mm -hmm. I, I, I do, I do like him this week. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm landing at the moment. Like, no, I get it. Like Kucho is in there. I think all the reasons Reed wants Rossi, Rossi relate to Kucho. I think this is a great one, but he's been the reliable option for the team. I can't double up on Columbus's attack here. I just don't trust it. So that's my one entry to this one. And I do think the matchups are tasty enough for this one, but I didn't go Bolonga. I was looking at the numbers. I was looking at everything. He rested at Portland. That's one of those. No, okay. He was on international duty. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, then you go the game before that. He put a 
three versus Miami, which is not a good defense. They're ahead. Then the last double game week, he posted 20 points. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are they going to do with them? How are they going to do load management this late in the season? Are they going to try to do it? There's too many options. I mean, yeah, he's been going 90 a lot and through the double game weeks. But you say the last one, he got a 20. But the one before that, he got a nine over two games. Like, I just – and as much as it pains me – That's the one before that. So, I mean – it, it pain as much as it pains me to say it. St. Louis has a decent defense. They can shut some guys down. Philadelphia's got a good defense. I don't think they're the clean sheet defense, which is why I was talking down Blake. But mm-hmm. I don't think that defense as a unit is that bad. I even said Blake doesn't get the bonus points because the defense plays well. Elliot will be back and rested, not playing the midweek. I just don't know that the points are there for a guy like this when they've got so many options. I'm just, I, I don't know. The double, the double road for the striker is scaring me a little bit. So I, I feel like I have to justify that one because that's going to be chalk pick around the community sure. because of the way he's played all year. And I can't blame you. No. And this is my never Vela thing coming up again. It's they've got too many options. They've got too much potential for rotation and you never know who's going to do it right now. So there's my anti-LA bias coming out. My other two, and I go back to, you go hungry players, hungry teams that need this for the playoff. Um, Polito has been on a tear lately. They've got the double home. Like, that's the matchups you're looking for. He only got a 10 last doubles. So I don't know that he's on a tear. I don't, I don't care. He's he's scoring consistently and picking up the bonus points. It's he's good for me. I like it. Double home helps Houston potentially rotating for the second game. Like there's, there's a ton of upside there plus double home. That's what you got to focus on here because there are not a ton of double home options that we have this week. So I'm sticking with that full home or you can call it whatever you want. Yep. But he's been, he's been playing. And then I'm going back to the, the double road. Brian white is on fire right now. You like Brian White's double road over Golden Boot Runner Bawanga. Yes, I do. Okay. He scored, yeah, he has scored in four of his last five with the or four of his last six with those coming on the road. Uh um, well, that's because they've all been on the road. Yeah. Four and, of his last games have been on the road. Yeah. He place. scored okay. He had the home goal. Three of his four goals in the last six games have been on the road. The one, the other, the home goal was against the Galaxy. Uh, Portland, Chicago, and Toronto are who he scored on. Not great, but then we got Houston and RSL. Don't know what's going on. But the way these guys are playing, the chemistry they've got there, I don't know. I like it. I like the way he's playing. And this is a team that's in kind of win-now mode. They're fighting for playoffs at this point. Uh, I take, I tend to weight that a lot heavier at the end of the season. The teams sure. that have, they got it locked up are, yeah. are in a comfortable spot, can take a few more risks, they can rest guys. A team like Vancouver, they've got to throw it all now because their season could be over in a matter of two games if they sure. go the wrong way. And White's been consistent enough for me to take him throughout the season, and I just he'll have a couple of games where he doesn't score, but then he's right back on the score sheet. And I feel like he's got at least one in him, maybe two or three this week and I like the matchups. Reed, can I throw out some names b- before you go that I that I meant to say were bubble names for me that that I don't think any of us are going to talk about cuz they're not on your list. Yeah. Um Klaus 
I talked about in the opening. I don't know if he'll go both because this is an actual double game week and he's coming back from injury. But he put up 14 points last week. That's hard to overlook. Enrique, 4.0 guy for, for Orlando. Um, go, They're going up to NYC and then playing Miami. He put up 14 points and I think was player of the of the week um, for MLS play, not necessarily MLS fantasy. And then also Gigi, um, you know, in the golden boot race, I think that probably matters to him at DC home versus Montreal. Um, I know, I think it was Christian who said that he didn't know if he loved that lineup, but those have been two teams that, you know, in, in Blaine's verbiage, we tend to bet against DC and Montreal. I know Bono's having a good streak right now in the DC defenses too, but generally those are two teams that we have liked to go against. And so those are a couple of names that none of us really, really had or or were talking about picking that I think are interesting picks this week. Great ads. Uh, The only other name that's so, so right now the, the guarantees for me is I like Cucho and I have Campania in, right now it's because of the, the form that he's been on and yeah. again if uh looking at that toronto lineup we'll see what happens i could make some changes right there but if Messi and campagna are in against toronto i want it i want it bad guys uh so i had that's that's penciled in for me uh but arango also on my list some three goals three games some really good form um don't dislike oh. yeah don't dislike the RSL lineup. So I think that's absolutely one you could put in there. Maybe it's a three forward round if you wanted to go with that. Not my style, uh, but uh, definitely a strong contender for uh, who, I mean, maybe I swap him for Campania if he's, if he's not starting in that first game, but I think Arango is a great shout out for, for this round. What about Vasquez? He got an 11 last week. So yeah, no, I'll talk about my, my guys. Um, so I, I like Vasquez. I I like Pupenza. I just don't know who's necessarily going to be scoring, especially with Acosta back into the mix. We've got all three going in there. And so it's not that I don't think they will get points this week. It's just I'm very – I'm just not confident on who to go with. Um, whereas I like the matchups for Columbus, and I feel – and Cucho's going to be the target right there. Uh, I, I like potentially those matchups for Miami and – you're going to be jumping back and forth between Campania and, and Messi as, as your likely target. So um, I think if you want to go with either one of those Vasquez or Bipenza, I can't, I can't fault you for going with that. Um, I don't have though advice on which one would be better than the other. Cause honestly, I don't, I don't feel confident in which one is going to be scoring. They both, they both have their, their targets. They both have their role in the system. So uh, I like them. I like them and I want them to go. I want them to go off. I want to get that first place. I want to get some hardware and whatever sort of, fun little things go along with that for the for the wall in the background so that's what i want i want that too let's wrap everything up with our captain picks which is rough so rough on monday evenings to to make that call but we try to do it uh, at least two of the three of us try to do it for you so blaine who are you looking at oh this is good let's just have some fun with this if Messi starts versus toronto i'm really tempted with that game uh, if I had picked a midfielder and Messi's not starting, it's probably Scottish Messi and go Gald. Or I may just go full homer and take Polito on the double home and see if I can make up some ground with the monster forward performance because that's what it's going to take to get me back in top 500. Ashley. I don't like picking so early. I, mean, I understand we start in two days, but I 
hate doing captain's pick. I gun to my head, it's Almada. I want it to be messy. I think I've wanted a lot for Messi so far that hasn't really necessarily worked out because they're doing exactly what they should do with him, which is space him out. And he traveled and he was gone and whatever, right? Um, I think there's just not enough assurance for me that he's going to start or play in that second game to do Messi. This is not the the round for that, I don't think. So sure. um, I think it's uh, it's probably going to be Almada for me. I, I, I would hear Lucho. Um everything else I don't hear. So we'll see. There is one player who is in the top four for goals, assists, and key passes. That's Lucho. Yeah. So he he is probably there for me as as a likely captain option. Um I could definitely see why you would go messy and I definitely understand why you'd be hesitant for messy yeah. with with this as a toss up. But um yeah, I could, I could see, I could see uh, that as another obvious pick that someone might want to go with. But I think you talked about chance of the risks of that. Well, uh, Lucho and Amada, both names that are in chat, so I think that's probably going to be that's probably going to be the three top three that people are debating this week: Lucho, Amada, and and Messi for potential captains. Unless you're going to go something crazy with a forward, sure, whatever, that's all fine. An SKC forward, even maybe an SKC forward that Blaine might say total homer. He's been he's been wanting to do it wanting to do it so glad glad you're doing that blaine if you actually stick with it please tell us next week so that we can hold you to the fire so we shall see all right thank you so much everyone for joining us tonight it's been great to be back after this little extended round to talk double game weeks with you hope that we covered a lot of the options that you have i know this is a quick turnaround so it's uh, it's going to be interesting be sure to get your team set for wednesday Uh, but as we wrap everything else up tonight let's round out everything as usual with our plugs blaine yeah, I'm going to plug it because I don't use it. Don't be like me. The mega reference in the community to avoid the random absences. Uh, I had a couple of those on my team. And yeah, use what the community's putting out there to avoid making those same mistakes I just made. Ashley. Uh, I don't have one this week. I was trying to think while Blaine was talking, but he talked too short. You should just like ask Sawyer to tell you something. Sawyer's uh, plug this week would be uh, McDonald's because they have Pokemon cards in the Happy Meals right now. There we go. There we go. I had a a potential second one that I could have bought you some time with, but I decided not to because it's the wrong football. Oh, sure. Sure. I've already been on the wrong football a couple of times tonight. You could have have plugged Blaine's 3D printer. Uh, (laughs) As for me, of course, I will plug the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. It's a fantastic place to go for all the tips and the hints and just a great community and fellowship that we can have there amongst other fantasy players uh, head, check out it out at mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord is the easy way to do that over at mlsfantasyboss.com articles are going to be getting a little bit lighter uh, as you heard earlier in the show, unless it was during one of our breaks and I've edited it out. Uh, Tyler has him a big adult job now. And so his time is not as plentiful. So we may not get our differentials, uh, and through the rest of the season, uh, but we salute him for all the work that he's done. And anytime he is able to help us out with, we appreciate it. But thank you so much, Tyler, for that. Uh, but we'll still be po- posting the uh, Discord player picks, which is up right now in Discord. So be sure to vote in the player picks because the more people who vote, the faster they do that, the fewer times I ping at everyone to get their input into that poll. Uh, so, yes, head over to that. Thank you so much again, everyone, for joining us tonight. Uh, don't forget to set your teams. That's double game week, and uh, it's going to be a good one. I feel good. I feel good about this one. It's going to be 
a great one. But we'll find out. And until then, as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.